everyone. Welcome to the Beauty School Bobby podcast brought to you by Tennessee School of Beauty. Today we are here with Tate Holland, founder and CEO of Makeup Designery. Um, so we've actually known each other for a few years now. I actually got to see you a couple of weeks ago at a conference in Vegas. So I'm really, really excited to talk to you to hear your story of Makeup Designery and how this all came about because I don't think that this is something that we've ever really gotten into. So welcome to the show, Tate. Oh, thank you. So I want to hear um, kind of how all of this started. Like at what point in your life, like where you were at um, when either you decided that makeup was something that you wanted to go into or that you knew that you wanted to start a makeup school? Um, well, I've kind of been around my entire life. My father, uh, he was an actor and then I uh, did that about 20 years and then became a makeup artist uh, where he spent the rest of his his career in film and television. So I was always I was always exposed to it. I was always around. Um, out of high school, I worked a little bit in production. I uh, worked at Merv Griffin when I first got out of uh, high school and then went on to college where I studied totally different stuff. Went to D.C. and studied national studies. And after school, I worked uh, uh, in politics. I worked on the Hill a little bit. I worked uh, for Human Rights Group. And at some point, I decided to come back to Los Angeles and a... Um, a makeup artist that I knew had a, a small school, and uh, he called me knowing I was coming back. And I really thought I was going to go back toward production. And he called me and offered me a job. And so I came back, and um, you know, really to be honest with you, just I needed a gig. And so came back, and I worked for for John and Joe Blasco, and um, I ended up running his company. Um, I stayed there about six years, and then we kind of had a parting in the ways. But while I was um, there, I really, I guess, got um, passionate about the makeup artistry uh, as a career and the, the folks who wanted to go into makeup artistry. And when I left, I really came away with a, a strong feeling that there had not been enough done to formally train uh, makeup artists. Really what we had up until that point um, and nothing wrong with it necessarily, but there was basically workshops. It was very much, you would go kind of like the way the old acting studios were, where you go and you uh, uh, sit with somebody and, and they, they teach you their craft, um, which is fine, depending on who that person is. Um, but it gets a little bit complicated if they can't always be there to teach you or do they really know all of the, the steps and they understand sort of the educational process that one needs to uh, really learn anything. So left left his company, and with the folks that I'd worked with already for six years, we started Mud. And in the beginning, we really, really had nothing uh, except for the passion. But that is essentially how I got into it and um, um, why I got into it. It was uh, a desire to formalize education and a realization that the industry needed that formality. 
Well, I really love that. And I like that you kind of, like you said, you had been around it your whole life and then ended up coming back to it. Because I think that that's kind of how when I've talked to people that have started businesses, especially successful businesses, it seems like it's good to kind of go away for a little bit and sometimes to come back to it. You come back with fresh eyes and a fresh perspective. So I think that that's really awesome that you kind of had that break and then ended up, you know, ended up back where you were meant to be. So what year was this? When did you start the company? So I started in the in the sector in the industry in 1991. Um, we uh, we left. I left in end of '97, and um, we incorporated in October, and we opened up doors. Uh, I think it was the first week of January 1998, and we had three students. Wow! <laughs> and we had a little a little spot in North Hollywood. It was we really started with just one little room. Uh, down an alley up a staircase by the trash can. That is so awesome. So do you remember, I mean, getting ready for that first class like it was yesterday? I mean, you had this curriculum set, and how long did it, what was the creative process like for you in the beginning as far as the curriculum was concerned? So what we did in the very beginning, so we we got to work on this on the 16th of September, uh, 97. (laughs) And, um, uh, I had people in uh, that were basically experts in each in each area. So we had uh, the beauty uh, curriculum was um, there with John Bailey, and then I had uh, Paul Thompson, who was doing some of the special makeup effects and character stuff, and then uh, Carl Zendel, who was doing the advanced effects. And we all sat around and worked on curriculum, and we did that for a few months. Um, my part of the of the job was to work on the legal side of it. So I was working on state licensure. I was working on a business plan um, and doing all the regulatory things that I needed to do to get the thing up and running. So really, the first thing we did was work on curriculum. Um, we for sure created the product uh, first. And a lot of the methodology, a lot of... Um, to this day, the way that we teach um, really started with John Bailey. Um, and he, you know, and, and again, Paul took the ball from there. And he also worked in the same in the same manner, but just really with this keen understanding of how people learn um, and how you, you you have to teach somebody basically a bit at a time. You know, you just don't throw the whole thing at them. Um, and so you just work on that skill, work on that skill, work on that skill. And that was what we worked on in that, those first three months in the um, development of curriculum and then continued uh, as we started the school. So when you found this need, when you said, okay, there's a ton of makeup artists, this field's growing, you know, you're in an area where I'm sure it was just kind of inundated with makeup artists and saying like, hey, we need to have like more structure to this. Did you receive um, like backlash from makeup artists that kind of felt like they already knew what they were doing or what was the perception of like the public at this time? Um, So it was a bit of both. So um, one of the other things that I think was, um, uh, you know, very, very important um, was that we um, we we get the acknowledgement, we get the endorsement of the industry that we're that we're seen as a part of the overall makeup community. Um, up until that point, I don't think schools really were very successful in that. There was a lot of um, um, I don't know, animosity for whatever reason um, with whatever schools were around at the time. So really that was, again, one of the things we really worked hard on at the very beginning 
to to be accepted as a legitimate place to learn makeup. Um, and I think we did we did a good job right from the very beginning. Um, one of the fortunate things, um, which is kind of the way it is, it was, in fact, my dad was in makeup, and I had been working uh, in the sector for a while. I did know all the union folks. So right off the bat, you know, I had the union in. And it's not that the union can or should or, or you know, it's appropriate for them to endorse anything. It's not. But just to tell them what we were doing. And to you know, offer our offer our facilities. I mean, at the time it was much to offer up, but um, you know, today the the local union here in Los Angeles, they basically have keys to the building. They use the facility uh, more weekends than not to do their own training, um, or they do advanced skills training or what have you. So we've always had a tight relationship there, and I always felt it very very important. Um, you know. There were a lot of schools before, so I think those schools caught a lot of the brunt of, you know, kind of the jealousy or whatever that you're alluding to. Um, I think we were fortunate in the sense that right around the time that we started, you know, we were kind of in the in the early days of the original dot-com time, and, you know, we it hadn't happened yet, but, you know, pretty soon you saw this huge explosion in media and you know, all the different um, sources for original content. So really the need kind of exploded as well. So I think that helped us. But, you know, I I don't feel like we got a lot of, you know, uh, people, you know, upset with us for for training makeup artists. I think more of the the reflection was if you're going to do it, do it properly Um, and give us colleagues that know what they're doing, Um, you know, right when they come out of school, you know, albeit young, but... uh, put that foundation be established well. Yeah. And for us being, you know, in Tennessee and and having this program here now for five years, we have seen this change just in where we are. So I can only imagine at the time um, how things kind of shifted. And I think it's so smart. Like when you said that you, um, you know, kind of worked with the union or whatever, I think that that's brilliant. I think that having that on your side, because the laws are different in each state and, um, you know, you don't have to have a license in Tennessee, but you you do in California, correct? Well, no, actually. Uh, well, it depends on what we're doing. So in California, makeup artistry is is covered under the Cosmetology Act. Okay. So it is defined as, um, as as one of the things that a cosmetologist or an esthetician would would do. Um, however, the the act is exempt for film, television, fashion. Um, it's exempt for uh, cosmetic sales, right. where you're not charging a fee to the general public. So really, you only need the license to be working in a salon on the general public. So the majority of what our guys go to go to work, particularly in Los Angeles. Is not is not the long work, so um, so they don't need a license. Is really the reality. And the other reality, of course, when we talk about film and TV, those type of skill sets go well beyond what you would reasonably learn in a in an aesthetics program or right. cosmetology program. Yeah, there's so much there in this curriculum. I want to get into it a little bit, um, or in a second, I want to get into the curriculum part of this because it's completely unreal. But I want to kind of think back to you um, opening up the school and having three students. Um, compared to where you guys are today, it's it's really incredible in a short amount of time, the way that you all have grown and, and to talk about locations and stuff. So when you first opened, was the plan to, to have multiple locations? I mean, you all are worldwide at this point. So did you kind of have that ambition 
inside of you from the very beginning to grow this? Or were you just like, okay, if we can get some people in LA to come to our school, then you're happy. What, what was your thought on that? Yeah, no, it was very much the idea from the beginning to, to grow it um, and to have multiple locations. That's um, awesome. So you guys were confident to, in that curriculum, like from the beginning, that this was something that was not only needed in LA, but it was needed <laughs> worldwide. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and then just to you know again add that formality to it. Um, then as we went along, um, you know, kind of evolving <laughs> into the partner schools. Um, that was it. Was really if you think about it, it was just the next logical. Uh, stop in kind of our thought process when we think of the need for that formality, the need for the education, the way that we teach in makeup um, at MUD, it's, it's, you know, it's a bit different than how normally things are done in the cosmetology program. Yeah, and I think the whole idea of, like, everything building on top of itself, um, you know, when you start, I mean, we actually, you know, as a partner school, you know, you get that curriculum, our instructors are trained, um, and all of that, but you make it really easy for the partner schools to incorporate it into their programs, which I think is so smart as well. I think that the easier that you can make it for a school to, like, add on, you know, when we um, partnered with you all, and you're like, okay, well, this is what the classroom looks like, this, 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 it was so easy for us, um, I'm we joke about this all the time is that I was like completely spoiled and like seeing how this all started because it was so easy. Um, and having, you know, everything could just kind of hand it to you and opening up that opportunity to students again around the world, um, is incredible. And I think it's, I don't, I mean, I don't know if you have, um, do you have like a number of students at this point of who, who has been certified through mud? Like, is that something that you guys oh, even have? thousands. <laughs> we do know. We know exactly. We we track every student. So we we have um, records of every student that's ever attended a MUD course anywhere in the world. So I don't have the number at my fingertips, but we do have the number. Um, and, yes, it's a significant amount. And then what's interesting is to see see those students and see where they might, you know, start at one place and then, then go someplace else. Um, I think the portability of the education is very interesting. Yeah, no, and we've had a student that went up and, and finished the program in New York City. So, you know, stay, taking the five weeks um, in Knoxville, or the seven and a half weeks, I guess it was, um, in Knoxville, and then going up to New York. And now she actually has ended up um, staying in the city. Um, so she lives up there. She has for a few years, works up there now. And so just that opportunity strictly from your makeup school um, is really awesome. I mean, it's, it's, I'm sure the stories are just endless of people that have been, you know, whose lives have changed because they've taken mud or careers have changed because of, of taking mud. So, you know, again, thinking back to this beginning of this small, you know, the small start into what it is now is, is just crazy. So has the curriculum changed a hundred percent from the beginning or is it still kind of like got that, that same base that you all started with? It's definitely on the same base, but obviously it does change. Um, and, you know, when we went into the um, into the partner schools and what have you, um, you know, there were there were more changes. Again, the the way that I like to describe it is, you know, hour for hour, it, it's the same. Um, no matter where somebody takes a mud course, it's all the same standards. And, you know, we, as you well know, we certify all the instructors ourselves. Um you know, every now and again, sometimes they can certify their own instructors, and absolutely not. 
It has to be us. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, we, there's many times we go out in the field and we, you know, quite often um, that all the instructors presented to us are not, they're not certified. Uh, and that makes for an interesting dynamic. Um, so, you know, that, that does happen. So no, we very much want to control that, that quality, um, you know, of the instructor and of the, of the curriculum to make sure that it is, is standardized uh, throughout. So, but it, but there's sure there are changes, you know, we'll, we'll move things around and whatever, think, you know, what works best. We are always looking at it. Um, you know, the last thing you ever want to do is just sort of rest on your laurels. You know, you always want to, pay attention to what you're doing and make sure that you're being as efficient as possible and, you know, and learning and, and is there a better way to do something? Um, but the, but the core of what we do, you know, like you say, as it builds upon itself, that doesn't really change. Um, you know, and it doesn't change because it's, it's <clears throat> in the world of education, it's a very solid way to approach teaching a technical skill. Yeah, and I think that in this, I don't know, the the beauty industry, it has a different kind of student. So I think that, like you said, this isn't always how, um, you know, cosmetology is taught or aesthetics is taught or nails, but you guys do it in a different way, but it's in a different way that is so hands-on that I just constantly hear that from students. I, I'm sure that you hear this all the time too, but one of the things, and you kind of mentioned this a little bit, kind of like in the start of, you know, it being like editorial and all of that stuff and like being at that dot-com time that you guys started now what we're seeing is I'm meeting with students that are like you know obsessed with makeup they'll show me their you know before and after photos when they come in they're interested in doing this um and they kind of think that they know everything because they've watched YouTube videos um and so one of the things that I love hearing is like checking in with these um students you know their first weekend and you know like hey guys is it you know are you excited is it what you thought are you learning and I think what's so crazy is when you know, these people are like, I thought I knew what I was doing. But I think what's so different about MUD is it's so much more of like why you're doing what you're doing. Um, it's not just a like, here's a makeup look and you're watching somebody put bronzer on their face. Well, okay, there's a certain way that you would need to do it for my face or your face or whatever face, you know, all of us are so different. And so I think that the one thing that MUD does so well is it just gives you that basis of why you're doing what you're doing. I have yet to have a student and we are I mean, we've had a ton that we've certified now at this point that have gone through our program at this point, and um, not one has said, like, oh, no, I already knew what MUD taught me. And I think that that says something about your education and what you all are doing now because we have to adapt to that. Well, you know, the old expression, you don't know what you don't know. Um, And one of the things that we, you know, uh, you asked me about sort of basically professional jealousies and things like that. Well, we didn't have a lot of that. What we have had over the years and what we continue to to uh, basically battle, and it comes up in different forms, is is basically gimmicks or fads. Um, and there's nothing wrong, don't, not, to, not to be confused with style or fashion. Right. That's different. Um, but gimmicks and fads. And, you know, I remember when we would first start, you would have people that, and it, it was funny, they would you know, say, well, this is going to be a course in, you know, um, like a, like a basic course in editorial makeup or in, in bridal and what have you. And while, of course, we have we have sections of curriculum that, that address those areas, it's not as though you start off learning to be a makeup artist in the beginning and you're learning basic skills that differ depending on where you want to end up. 
the, the basics are the basics. Um, learning base matching and highlighting and shading and, and things like that, those things don't change regardless, you know, whether you end up doing vital or editorial, whether you work in the United States or you work in India and you do Indian vital makeup, which at the end does have a different look, but the fundamental skills are the same. So that's another thing is to, is to make sure that we're approaching those fundamental skills first. Then we, we can start to talk about how we alter the makeup to address certain, you know, um, certain uh, styles or, um, or or different needs, um, whatever may be the case. But that is also extremely important. And we, we've always been adamant that this is the right way to learn makeup, um, and we don't bend on that. Um, you know, the other thing is you'll see certain fads with, with makeup itself. And, um, you know, those are going to come and go. It's always easy... You know, it's like the old elixir. It's always easy to sell a quick fix or something like that. Um, but again, we're going to come back around to the basic, the basics of makeup and and how you you build upon that, and how you how you create a good finished product. If you know, being the being the makeup application itself, um, as opposed to you know jumping on some type of fad. And in a lot of a lot of ways, the newest. Had to come along. I mean, we've had different ones over the years, you know. Um, but the newest one is, is for sure is the, the social media aspects, the YouTube um, part of it. And there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's fine. You know, people you get excited about makeup or whatever they want to do, but you you, you can't you can no more substitute um, what you see on YouTube in, in makeup for for really learning it properly. Than you could if somebody's playing a song. You know, you wouldn't see somebody playing a guitar on YouTube and say, "Oh, I know how to play a guitar now." Right. You know, and I think it's very much the same kind of thing. You you want to learn those steps properly, however it is that you learn them. But I think it's important to learn them learn them properly. So, yeah, we we are very very adamant. Um, you know that the the basic steps in the beginning are the same no matter where you end up. And if you train like that, it's a very formal way to learn. But then, then the rest of it is using your brain and adjusting, you know, what you need to adjust um, for that particular environment. So you, you think of it almost like a classically trained musician. Um, you can give them a sheet of music; they can play regardless if they're supporting the Who or if they're at the symphony. You know, it, it's the same idea. Yeah, I really love that. And I think that for, I mean, to give an example, like within your company, you all being able to operate this curriculum and this structure worldwide, it speaks to that. Because like you said, you're training somebody no matter where you're at, location-wise, language, all of that, they're using the same curriculum and learning the same thing. So I think that that's exact. I mean, it's a perfect point that um, no matter where you are, or what you're doing, you have to learn the basics and you have to start somewhere. I think that one of the things that's really cool is like, you know, us being in a smaller market, seeing that now, you know, when people are getting wedding makeup or looking for, um, I'll see posts on social media of like looking for a makeup artist for my wedding to, you know, whatever they want people that are mud certified now. And I think that like, it took me a second to realize like, okay, so now the public is catching on to the way that a makeup artist should be trained. And I think it was easy for us. Like I said, we're in a smaller market. Um, we're just, you know, we see this a little bit more than if we were like in New York city, but it's really cool that they're, they're looking and, and wanting that now for people that are 
aren't even educated in this field at all. They just know that um, what our students are learning and the way that they're learning is, you know, is important. So I think that that's really awesome too. So I was going to ask you, um, you know, as you grew, um, as you opened up these other locations, so started with Los Angeles and then went to New York, right? Was that the second uh, correct. Okay. And so where did you go from there? After that, was that really when you started going into um, the beauty school, the partner school route? How did that all happen? Um, so it, it kind of came about, um, yeah, the studio was, was really first. Um, we started coming up with the idea of the, of the smaller mud studios. Um, and around the same time, I was conceptualizing this um i'll tell you where i was actually it's funny i was in uh, kuwait and i went over to kuwait with a um i was invited there by a friend of mine who was a kuwaiti and i went a couple of times and really i was just there kind of on a um on a fact-finding mission just to learn the culture a little bit and, and try to see where there might be an opportunity in that part of the world um and so i was um I was there doing that, and I remember having coffee in this this coffee shop. And there was a downstairs to get your coffee, and there's seating there, and there's more sitting upstairs. I thought, wow, let's make a really cool little studio. And next door there was a salon, and um, these women would come in. They're all Bedouin uh, women, and I thought this could be something that would work here in this market in Kuwait. Um, this this kind of smaller training or taking what we do and breaking it up into small parts. That's really where I got the idea. And then from there, we worked with a group called Kitchen Collaborative, and we kind of worked on the um, aesthetic of the idea. Um, and then I met some folks from Europe and started working with a group out of Slovenia. And we started to really work on the idea some more and mold the idea. And and that's really where we had our first little bitty country, little bitty city, beautiful place, uh, Ljubljana. And we had a small studio there. And that's kind of where we first started to, to work on the idea. Domestically, um, I was on a board. Uh, I was president of CAPS, um, California Association of Private Post-Secondary Schools. And I've been on the board for a number of years. And at the time, I was, I was president. And um, a woman named Linnell Lynch, who is well-known in the beauty uh-huh. uh, sector yeah. now. So Linnell came onto the board, and we became quick friends. And she had taken over... Uh, a school in Poway, California, mm-hmm. uh, San Diego area, the Dallas Academy. Yeah. And so she was really, she was from outside of the beauty industry and was really looking for a way to do something different. And she didn't feel um, constrained, as I think a lot of uh, beauty owners do, by, you know, the strictness of whatever, sort of just training to the test, which you see a lot of or you used to see a lot of. Mm-hmm. She felt that she could add more to her program. And so we started, you know, kind of, talking and figuring out how we might do that. So she was really our kind of our beta test um, where we really started working on the idea with her. And then from there, um, the where really, I think, you know, I guess we're all around the same time um, as we were coming up with this idea. Um, I always tell the story. I think it's a funny story. I'm a scuba diver. And the way that they teach uh, scuba diving in the paddy system is, is very portable. Um, and you learn, you know, one thing at a time. Um, but you can, if you're a paddy diver, you can, and I have done so, you know, you can start out in California, you can carry on in Hawaii, you can go to Jamaica, you can go to Turks, you can go Middle East, whatever. I've done all those things and taken courses. And at somewhere along the line, I thought, well, if I can do this with diving, I think I could do it with eyeshadow. 
And and that's really where kind of the, the business piece of it came into it. So working in the early years to uh, perfect studio concept in Europe and then working with um, with Linnell and Rebellus Academy, um, we worked on the domestic model. And then from there, we started to, um, to open it up and to you know create a formal application process and formal training programs and all that. That's so that's awesome. Where, and Tate, just like, yeah. And I think that just as, you know, talking to you and just knowing that you have this like broad range of not just like being a makeup artist and being like, okay, I'm a makeup artist and I want to teach people what I do. I think, I mean, you even said in the beginning, you know, having the training that you had in your traditional college, um, opened you up to being able to make this a worldwide project. And I think that like having that different perspective in as a business owner I think is so important like I almost think it's more important than the than the actual field that you're in and training because you're smart in that you got people that knew the beauty side of it and knew the makeup side of it but I think that like you having so much of what you had behind you is why mud has grown to what it's grown to and I think it's really awesome to just hear the way that this kind of all has happened in different pieces like I don't think it's like a normal story for like a business owner to be like oh and then I was in Kuwait and so then you know but you having that that openness to to go and to travel and all of that stuff like I think it's just is so important to what to what mud truly is so I just it's just such a testament to you and into what you've you've built this oh, business to be but it's just it's crazy to think about you know how the, all of this lined up and maybe if you would have just been a makeup artist you know trying to teach this like where would that wall have been where would it have stopped you know I don't think that it would be the company that it is now so I mean do you attribute a lot of you know your time in in Washington and stuff to what you've been able to do Oh yeah, um, yeah for sure. I, I you know I was formally trained in. Um, uh, I mean that was my degree, so it was, it was politics. It's you know so understanding regulation, understanding law, understanding you know how these things work together. Um, you know helped me a lot uh, when I first came into the business. Um, and I think you know as a company, you know we we strive to do everything you know as well as possible. So. You know, we want our lipstick to, to stand up to anybody's lipstick and our foundation to stand up to anybody's foundation. But being an independent company, I mean, we're not owned by anybody. we we got to think of something else on top of that, you know? And the fact that we have spent so much time in education, you know, I'm like 25-plus years into this thing now, um, and... And I, and I continue. I'm, you know, I just went through a training with the ACCSD, so I'm now a certified uh, accreditation professional. And, and, and being able to offer these resources to, to our student, I'm sorry, to our uh, school partners, I think is, is very unique. I don't know of anybody else that's selling product that can come in and talk about, you know, gainful employment, 9010, federal regulation, state law, can speak to accreditation, you know, um, we can we can do a consulting. I mean, we do it all the time. Actually, we go in and we work with our schools that need it, and help them with these things. So it's way more than you know than, than just the makeup. And then you have the curriculum, and then you have this on top. And you have an understanding of students. You know, from our company, we we get it. We understand. Um, you know, the pressures of the schools, and I think that helps a great deal in working with schools. Um, and particularly, I think when we look at the cosmetology world, you know, if you really think about it, like I was, I was alluding to this earlier on, if you, if you back up a few years, the cosmetology sector, because I think it's so regulated, 
they they seem to very much just kind of all operate within the same guardrail. You know, they kind of the the hours are prescribed by the state. The student has to do them. You build, you know, you have a curriculum, and, and there's just no getting around that this is what it is. Whereas when we when we did the makeup piece, we don't have that. So students don't come to us because there's a law that says they have to, and they just need to then pick which one they want to go to. They come to us because they want to learn this. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I've had this conversation with schools of all sorts, with medical schools, with schools that train people in, you know, HVAC, whatever. I think that's what all schools should be doing. I think all schools should be, you know, far more focused on the quality of what they're delivering and making it a, a good experience for the student and making the school attractive. Anyone who goes to a vocational school, regardless of it's going to a beauty school or like say an HVAC or nursing or whatever, they're going there to improve their lives. They're going there to change their lives, to, to do something tomorrow different than what they did today. And I think we all could benefit from looking deeply at how we run our schools, whatever they are, and making sure that, you know, that that is the mission focused on that student and that, you know, we are really there to serve the student um, and, and make the place as attractive as possible so that they're happy to get up in the morning and go to the HBAC school, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was very much how we've treated makeup and very much how I think we've worked with our partner schools because, you know, the fact of the matter is that they don't, they don't have to take this on, right? I mean, this is something that is in addition. We think that schools are greatly benefited by doing it, obviously. We think that we're helping the cosmetology schools to meet a need in the market. Um, you know, we know how much these students want makeup that are attending the beauty schools. So, you know, we, we feel that we've done a good job meeting that need. But, you know, also helping those schools to, to think outside the box, to be, to be more than what they were yesterday. Yeah, and I think that that's what's I think that that's what I love about our partnership with you all and I think that it's you guys operate similarly as us at where the student is number 1. I talk to students all the time that are wanting to transfer, you know, into our program from other schools for whatever reason and I think that that's what we do so differently. So I love that that's your focus too. Is that the student has to be happy and that starts with us. You know, like we have to make sure that we're, you know, operating in a way that it's not, you know, just get every in sign everyone up make all this money like that's not the focus like luckily you know we're in a position where um you know we've been able to do this and operate this way and still be successful but you know it is the focus it does come down to the students having a positive experience because there is a negative light on the industry already um you know to think that like maybe this isn't as good as traditional college or whatever and so really fighting to change that mindset is really important so I love that that's a focus for you all too so I know that we got to talk talk a little bit at the conference um, about your daughter um, having like a hand in the industry now. So I want to kind of wrap up with asking you, um, you know, what's next, where you see uh, mud going in the next little bit and, you know, whether their your daughter is going to be like a piece of this um, business as well. Well, I'm, so I've got two kids. I have a, a son and a daughter. Um, and my, my son, this is not so much his thing. He's more of a scared guy. Um, but he has helped me some of the social media now and again. Um, my daughter, though, is very much involved. She actually went through the program herself. Um, and literally on the the first weekend she was in class, um, she she got a student phone. Um, and she's a, she's a go-getter. 
Um, so she works as a freelance makeup artist, um, and she's really been working in that ever since she, you know, was in the school. Um, and now it's had a lot of, you know, she's only 22, but she's got some pretty interesting and notable credits to what she's done. And interestingly, all of her jobs, she's done on her own. None of them have come from dad. Um, she's either done through career services at MUD, which were very robust career services, or just having met people, um, and kind of going from, from one, one job to another, um, been doing a lot of stuff in the, in the music area and commercials and that sort of thing. So she does that. Uh, she also works for uh, for Mud. She works in marketing. Um, you know, we, we try to balance um, our marketing endeavor with, you know, some of the more traditional formal um, elements of marketing, particularly like a business to business, um, but then also bringing in that, that youth element. And I almost feel like sometimes we need, you know, people that are you know, really in the early 20s or even late teens mm-hmm. to kind of be translators for us, yeah. you know, and to help us speak to this generation because things have changed so much. And, and it's not that they're not there. It's not that these kids aren't there. They're there, mm-hmm. and they want to still learn. Um, it's just we have to figure out how to talk to them. So she helps us in that mission. Um, she's an artist, and so she's also helped us with some of our uh, product design. I kind of make a joke, and I say anything that doesn't look like mud, that's something that she did. Um, <laughs> well, she did a wonderful more... job because I'm obsessed with the new <laughs> stuff that she designed. Oh, good. Good. Um, yeah, she had a little work group of, you know, basically very young, talented artists and they, they work on this stuff. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a way for us to take our, our very professional product line and to kind of lighten it up a little bit and, you know, make it more uh, consumer focused, which is great. It helps us out in some of our other markets. Um, we have another number of studios, for instance, South Africa, which are all very retail oriented. Uh, so it helps us there. But anyway, so yeah, she works. She works on that as well. Um, but you know, she's not the only um, you know family member uh, at Mud. Um, all of us have. There's so many different. It's the most special company ever. I mean, <laughs> everyone's married to each other, or you know, we all live on the same street. Um, you know, I know a lot of companies don't like that kind of stuff. I love it. You know, I always say we're we're a family and friends own company. So there's there's lots of folks at Mud that have um, you know been with each other and worked together for ten, twenty, almost thirty years now. And then you have within that a lot of relationships. You know, um, so that's something that um, I'm very very proud of. Um, that you know people can stay here for as long as they do and. And think well of it, well of it enough to, you know, invite their uh, significant others in or other family members. So I think it's we, the biggest you know, compliment to you and how you run your business because I think that is 100% the best way when you have people that stay, when you have, you know, employees and staff members that have been with you for, you know, decades. Um, that's incredible. But yeah, this next generation coming in, I think that it's, um, it means that there's something there and it's, it's passion and it's heart. And so I think that that. I mean, it says so much. Tate, I still just can't understand how you do all of this every time I talk to you. I'm like, I don't understand how, like, how does he have the same amount of hours in a day as I do? But um, I love what you're doing and I love being a part of this. And I think that it's it's just really incredible. So I can't wait to see kind of where everything goes next. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, we just keep carrying on. I mean, it's, it's just one step in front of the other. Um, you know what? Like I said, certain markets are seeing more more mud retail locations turning to go in. That's kind of interesting. Um, 
last year I was in South Africa, and just amazing the things they're doing down there. Uh, it's it's a different market. It's uh, you know in many ways it's a very old country, but a very young country. Um, and they have a, a rising middle class. Um, you go down there, there's cranes all over the place. They're building like crazy. You know, in our country, malls, we're trying to figure out what to do with them. Over there, they're building more and more malls. Um, wow. So it's, it's kind of interesting to see these developing markets. And, you know, it's, it's I don't know if it's always the best business. I think it's a good business decision. But if nothing else, it makes life very interesting to have these friends across the world with whom you can do business. Um, you know, and, and yourself. I mean, you get on a plane and you want to drop into, you know, into Ljubljana or you want to go to Milan or, or into Berlin and, you know, go to Belgium, go to Cape Town, and you're going to walk into another location and you're going to be amongst family. Yeah. And that's what amazes me. When I can get out and go and see things and I see the students, and it goes the same for the partner school students, by the way. Um, it, you know, all the time people come up to me and say, oh, I went to your school and I went to your school in Knoxville. I went to your school in, in San Diego. And the first time someone said, that's I'm not a school thing. <laughs> And then I realized what they were saying. They were talking about our partner schools. And I think that is amazing that we've been able to to so positively connect with those local partners that it truly is part of, you know, a system that's well beyond well beyond the product line. Um, you know, that we're led together by a by a common cause, common mission, common curriculum and training. Um, I think, you know, is is a wonderful testament, not just to what we're doing, but, but how we've been received by our partners, because you couldn't do it just one way, right? You know, you need both. You need, you need our, our good work. We also need the good work of folks like yourselves. Wow, I love that. I love that this is this is the journey that we're on. And like I said, I can't wait to see kind of what's what's coming up next for you guys. Thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you to our sponsor, Tennessee School of Beauty. You can visit them at www.tennesseeschoolofbeauty.com. Follow them at TN School of Beauty on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to follow me at beautyschoolbobby underscore podcast. And visit our website, www.beautyschoolbobby.com, where you can find all of our episodes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast. And until next time, guys, bye.